So last week, we talked about what to send or email us this month. But have you ever wondered what to actually send to people after they've forked over their cashola's? This is your episode. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kay Doster here of kdoster.com. And I am super excited to be in your ear holes today. If you have not gone to backtobusinessbundle.com yet to get over to the secret gift page, go ahead and do so right now, bestie. I'll pause. <laughs> Did you click the cover art yet? Like just hit my face. It'll be the first link there because when you do and you sign up to get access to the super secret gift page, you are going to be able to sign up for 17 unbelievable gifts. You pick and choose what ones you want, but you have to sign up for each individual gift that you want by Friday at 11:59 Pacific Standard Time. Friday being the 14th. Yes, it is Valentine's Day and I do not want to break your heart, but you've got to. So we've got things like my email templates that I have for newsletters. We talked about those last week. I've got Trello boards. We have a course on Instagram and Facebook ads. We have a course just on Instagram. We have Pinterest. We have getting an ROI on your time course. We have so many amazing things for you but you're only going to be able to get them until Valentine's Day. So make sure you do. So in last week's episode, I talked about this week, we were going to talk about the difference between single and double opt-in. And we're actually going to do that next week instead. I'm like, you know what? With all of the amazing results that people are getting from the Back to Business Bundle already, I think that we need to talk about buyer series because I realize we haven't really talked about it. So these emails are going to be in no particular order. It's just some ideas of things to send. I mean, the first one, obviously, you're going to send that one first. But the rest of them, you can go ahead and pick and choose and do it however you want. So the first thing that you need to realize, if, like you do this for any type of series or emails you're sending, is what's the point? What is the point of you actually sending any emails to people after they purchased? And you need to actually sit down and get real real with yourself while you do this. But I'll give you some ideas. Like for most people, if we're thinking of truly logisticals, it is I do not want people to have buyer's remorse and return my stuff. That's pretty much about it. Now, obviously, you want people to see taken care of. You want them to feel encouraged. I know my motto is we want everyone to feel seen, loved, and encouraged. Like that is our biggest, biggest driver of everything. So it's up to you to, again, know all the yeah buts and the nervousness that people might have about after investing in your thing. Now, again, like I said, this isn't an actual series you need to be saying to everyone. It's just some ideas on what you can send to people after they purchase. Because I think that I don't want to say the lower your price point, the less effort you need to put in. But I'm just saying if somebody is willing to spend, say, $2,000 with you or even $10,000 and you're using this for freelance clients, you do want to put the time and effort into this, okay? So just like there is no hard and fast rule. Oh, if it's under this price, I only need to send five. If it's over this, I should send all 11. It's entirely up to you and how you really want your buyers to ultimately feel because the truth is it is a heck of a lot easier for people to be repeat buyers than to find brand new ones. 
This is probably why I advocate that everybody has an easy yes offer. That's something that is a lower priced, that is so exciting, so packed with high value, that really solves a very specific problem that people are going to want to buy your things. I cannot tell you how many people end up buying Love Your List who have bought the email marketing fairy or even trailing for traffic. And I have to be honest with you, trailing for traffic slash Trello magic, not in the same way. <laughs> Really, it is, but not when it comes to business. So I'm telling you that it is really important. So we want to make sure that we're putting our best foot forward, especially if we're a solo entrepreneur, we are grinding. It is just us having these series up and running. So that way people can feel like they're getting individual attention is going to make such a the difference. Hey besties. So we're going to go back to this episode in a second, but first I just wanted to let you know that if you never want to have your subscribers be annoyed ever again, when your name pops into your inbox, even if you're asking for cashola or maybe wondering exactly what my two-step process is for making sales every single day that literally have people thanking me for taking their money. Yeah, that happens like every single day. Or perhaps you're concerned that you're making one seemingly innocent mistake that is actually giving new subscribers whiplash from unsubscribing from your list so darn fast. Then I want you to head over to katedoster.com forward slash class so you can register for this free on-demand training, Little List of Big Profits. In Little List Process, I'm going to take everything that we talk about here at Inbox Besties and crank it up to like a thousand so you can learn how to make a toe-curling income and impact that you crave from a micro-sized email list without feeling like a manipulative, money-hungry butt face. That's right. You're just going to learn how to treat people like people and make your piggy bank smile in the process. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash class right now. It's okay. I'm waiting. Like, go ahead. Click. Did you click? It's in the cover art. Just click it. You'll get there. Your people cannot wait and neither can your wallet. So I know that you're probably tired from creating your sales pages and your sales emails and all that sort of stuff. And even if you have to do these in real time, we were actually just on a coaching call for Love Your List. Again, signature course, katedoster.com forward slash class. If you've already watched that training and you missed the boat, don't worry. We're opening her up to again to the public in March. And it was the fact that they thought that they had to sit down and they needed like six hours to read all these emails. I'm like, no, literally, like if you email your list on a Tuesday, email your whole list on a Tuesday, and then on Fridays, just email your buyers, save the emails. And in three or four weeks, you'll have your whole buyer sequence done. Okay. It's just the fact that you want people to know you're thinking of them. You want them to actually consume whatever they bought from you. That's the other goal here and feel great about themselves and you. Okay. So what are these magical 10 emails that you can send? Well, the first one everyone should be sending, and it's kind of obvious, but I wanted to include it anyways, and that is the logistical email. So that is the one where it's like, congratulations, you're in, here's what to do next. And I really could have called it the here's what to do next email, and you can if you want to. The other thing is if you have another service, like when somebody buys a course from me, they get the sort of welcome email from myself, but they also get an email from Podia, giving them their login information. And again, what to do next. Having a very strong what to do this next email is huge. And I have to be honest with you, and I was re-looking at the stuff for Love Your List. Again, y'all know she is coming back in March for the public. And I was just like, I think that I might say too much in this email. But I'm like, I want to say a lot in this email. But then I realized, you know what? I could break this down into a couple of different things, but I still wanted people to feel really comfortable about their purchases. So it's kind of like the who, what, and where, why type of scenario. So you really do want to hit this home that it was a smart 
investment for people. So don't just let your welcome email be the one that send owl sends. Obviously they still need it or podia kateoster.com forward slash podia. I also have a free trial of send owl, by the way, if you're just selling things like eBooks, I'll put a link to it down in the show notes as well. But again, you want people to feel welcomed. The next type of email that you can send to people, and again, this depends on your product, your system, what's going on, is if you have any type of module release schedule. So if your course happens to be a drip and that's what you're doing, do that. Even if your course isn't a drip, maybe you still want to send them weekly emails with things to work on that particular week. So even if I decided to make Love Your List available, like you get it all at once, which I've been debating about, who knows, we'll talk about this in March, I would still send weekly emails of this is what you should be focused on this week. If you have an ebook, this doesn't have to be like this big, like, you know, you're going to send them nine weeks worth of emails. It can literally just be, you know, the first couple of days. You want to make sure people get this the first two weeks, really how they can focus and actually get the results from your ebook, from your coaching, from anything. Because ultimately that's really what we want for our buyers is for them to see success. The next one is what I like to call red carpet emails. This can be when somebody first purchases. This can be after a month. It doesn't matter. What matters is you and your time. So red carpet emails is when you send them a personalized, I like using loom, katedosser.com forward slash L O O M. That's not even technically an affiliate link anymore because I don't think they do that anymore, but it's just faster because I could never remember if it's loom.com or get loom. But if you go to katedosser.com forward slash loom, it'll help you out. So with the free plan, I believe you get a hundred personalized videos. So if you have a large quantity of people buying, could be worth, worth the whole investment of $10 a month to get the paid version. And then you just send them a really quick email, thanking them for being in your community, for allowing you to help out them, you know, feed their families or grow their business that they actually love. These can be short, sweet, and to the point. I really like to make these personalized. If I know anything about the person, if I've seen like, say it's like Sally at um, sallysuesnailart.com, I'll be like, hey, Sally. So I'm unbelievably excited that I get to help you actually teach people how to do amazing nail art so they feel amazing about themselves. Again, I talk about stuff that I know. If you're getting a large volume of people or your email addresses that you're getting, you can't really get any context clues. As I tell my kids, just be genuine. Again, my whole moral compass for running my business, seen, heard, encouraged, like that. that's it. I want you guys to feel encouraged. So personalized emails, I think this is really, really great. Again, when either when you first start off relationships, if you can, or even kind of whenever you get around to it. I know that I was very behind on the love your list ones, but I found that after I actually send them to people, they're more engaged and it doesn't matter if it's in the first 48 hours or if it happens to be three weeks later. And honestly, you might find three weeks later that that actually has a bigger impact on people. So red carpet emails for the win. The next one is community builders, number four. And again, like I said, these can be in any particular order. Obviously the logistical one and like the login info, that one has to be number one. But these are community builders. So if you have a Facebook group or a forum or a Slack channel that you want people to meet in, actually every once in a while, or this can be in your autoresponders, talk about, yeah, so the other day we were talking in the Facebook about X or Sally had this really great question about B. So here's how I answered it. 
And you can literally like take a screenshot of your Facebook group. You can make them click on a link to join to actually find out your answer. Now, not all of my products have that community basin because I got rid of my free Facebook group at the end of 2019, which I'm still loving not having it. Spoiler alert. No offense, everybody. It's just such a weight off my shoulders. Anywho, so you can have people follow you on Instagram, tag you on Instagram, DM you, not necessarily for help, but literally just be like, hey, so if you are enjoying reading the super awesome traffic book, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me on your Instagram stories. If you want to reward people for doing that behavior, you can, especially if it's a newer course. But if you teach your audience to tell their friends in this organic way, it's ultimately going to get you more buyers in the future. So don't forget community builders, whether it's engaging people in a Facebook group, a Slack community, or just getting them to tell their friends, hey, I'm so excited. I'm spending the weekend with Kate because... I'm super awesome. So (laughs) that's a great one. Another one, number five, are sticking points. And I feel like every buyer series should have sticking points. Again, some of these are optional, but you kind of know where people get stuck. And maybe in your course or your chapter, or even if you gave template sets, you want to give them a little something extra to push them over the edge. Again, the first sort of three out, like three days that people buy stuff, buyer's remorse can fit in. But then, so again, you might want to hit a sticking point, say day two after somebody buys. But then what happens is after a week or two, people genuinely just lose steam and interest. It's human nature. So you want to go in with a sticking point. Maybe you want to reference a part again in that piece of whatever they bought. So, you know, even if it's, you know, if you're, even if you're doing live coaching, it's like, remember to send those weekly emails, but say that, you know, that they should probably be on about module three. It's like, Hey, so I just want to say that I'm so excited that you're still sticking in there. I know a lot of people get tripped up and they tend to actually lose interest in Trello after about a couple of weeks. And then I can sort of go into why that sort of happens and then give them my quick tip for reintegrating Trello into their lives, because that's the whole point of Trelloing for traffic slash Trello magic. It's the same thing, guys. If you're new listeners, Kate just, you know, didn't necessarily get around to rebranding it in time. So I call it both for right now. So again, sticking points is huge, psychological ones, actual technical ones. And just in general, what are some issues that you're seeing come up for people in your community builders? Address those, okay? Another thing that you can send is student successes. So I think that this is really important. And I think that this would actually couple really well with the module releases. And that is like, don't forget to shout out your community. So it's like, hey guys, and we're just gonna use Love Your List because that's my course. Like, hey guys, I just wanna pop in and just give a huge congratulations to Listy's Mike. He had an amazing launch of his course, Stupid Simple SEO, and he did blank and blank. And we are so unbelievably proud of Mike for putting in the work. And that is the reason why I created this course. Again, go into a little bit of your mission statement and say if there was something that really helped Mike out, like the the template for we have one for long form sales pages, then you go ahead and include a link to that lesson, reference that chapter, but don't be afraid to show your other students, other students doing well. I think that a lot of people think about these in launch emails. And in a couple of weeks, we are going to talk about different emails you can send in your launch sequences. So don't worry. I figured that'd be like a little bit of a real time thing. So 
Student success stories, don't forget to shout people out. I think that they would think that's really great. Maybe you want to have, depending on the course, again, I mean, if it's an ebook and you're selling thousands of copies every week and it's like $24, you might not want to have like a person of the week, but it's something to entertain or maybe even for the month you want to do a student spotlight. So student spotlights and successes to, again, encourage people to get to the content and get the results. Another type of email that you can send, email number, I think we're on what, six now, six or seven, is for check-ins. So check-ins are really, really simple. It's either like, what did you think about this a module? What did you think about this? Or just how's everything going? So it's literally like, hey, so I just wanted to check in. Y'all know my favorite one sentence emails. So I just want to check in and see how everything is going with your Pinterest ads. Did you actually put one up yet? You know, what are some stumbling blocks that you're having? Hey, reply and let me know. Again, if you're like, but Kate, I've got so many students, so many buyers, I can never answer all of them. Then you can always put in the PS. PS, I might not be able to get back to you in a lot of while. And I apologize for that. But again, I still really want to hear this because maybe I can do a Facebook live or something. Again, always turn it into why it's a good thing. But I think that these check-ins are really, really great way to get feedback, especially if you're afraid to do our next one, which is surveys. Because what I found with my students is if I have them do a surveys of their subscribers, whether it's in their welcome series or their buyer series, they don't want the constructive feedback. So <laughs> literally we just check in. Most people will be like, oh, well, this blows. But they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm really struggling with this because of X. And, you know, you talk a little fast here. Not to say I get told I talk too fast, but I might get that. But I can always reference them to the transcripts because <laughs> I talk so fast if they need it. So the next one, and I'm actually going to have us link to an episode of the How She Did It podcast. And this is about surveys and quizzes. I think that it was just a ridiculously action-packed episode, especially if you do courses. You can definitely relate this in to digital products. You could consider doing this for one-on-one services, but like it's epic for when you're doing things for paid digital products. And the surveys is literally just like, you know, what were you expecting to get out of this lesson? What did you did? What type of stumbling blocks do you have? But it is, like I said, it's an episode of the How She Did It podcast. And we're going to go ahead and drop a link in the show notes. Lindsay was the name of the guest. And it was just, I love that podcast, even though it's technically for people who are OBMs and also virtual assistants. And yes, spoiler alert, Kate is going to be on that podcast in the upcoming months. I was just like, yeah, like I love what Tasha is doing over there from Tasha Booth. She's just fantastic. So go and listen to that. If you're like, what should I be saying in these surveys or asking for feedback? Um, The other sort of email that you can do off of that, the next one is requesting testimonials. And the reason why I was debating about putting this together, but they shouldn't be, is because what happens when you ask people for testimonials is that sometimes they don't know what to say. So when I ask students to fill out my survey feedback slash testimonials, I give them little sentences to fill out. Like before investing in Love Your List, I felt like this. Afterwards, I felt like that. Okay. So when you're requesting testimonials, you might either want to give them a sample testimonial or literally just ask them the results that they're getting, how they're feeling, or any type of milestones that they hit, whether it's little or small. So I have to say I'm horrendous at doing this with (laughs) Trelloing for traffic slash Trello magic and also the email marketing fairy. I mean, people are coming up to me being like, hey, I completed this. And like I have screen grabs of them everywhere. But I think that actually tidying up that buyer sequence, again, can you see that 
Kate does need to practice what she preaches sometime, I think has been huge. So don't just say like, hey, can you give me a review on the marketing fair? It can literally just be like, hey, let me know what you think about this. Or hey, how are you feeling about that? And then you can always reply back or have someone on your team be like, oh, thanks so much for sharing that. Would you mind if I turn that into a testimonial? And nine times out of 10, people will say yes. But if you ask them to write a testimonial, they get tongue tied. So again, it's just a really nice organic sort of conversation. But I do think that you need to be asking for testimonials. Alrighty, number nine. And so I know that we covered a lot. Again, number one was sort of the logistics, the logins, what to expect, next steps. Number two, we talked about either module releases or, you know, if it's like, you know, chapter one, chapter two, you can do those. Number three was the red carpet emails. These are personalized videos or just emails that you send for yourself to that person. I think that videos work really well. Loom.com slash katedoster.com forward slash loom. We talked about community builders. We talked about sticking points, student successes, check-ins, surveys, requests for testimonials. The next one, and this one would probably come a little later on in your series, would be asking people to become affiliates. So this is if you actually want to have affiliates or not. There's actually a certain somebody that I'm thinking of asking on the show to see if she'll talk to us about setting up our own affiliate programs and things to include like in those success kits. So be on the lookout for that episode. But you want to actually tell people like, hey, like, tell somebody about this and you can get this. So when it comes to asking for affiliates, that's something for Love Your List because it's a longer course, it's meatier, I don't ask for right away. But things like the email marketing fairy and trailing for traffic slash Trello magic, especially Trello magic, I can ask for pretty right off the bat and be like, hey, do you want to tell your friends about this? Let me pay you for it. And they get really good signups. So don't forget if you have an affiliate program to go ahead and remind people how they can sign up and also where they can get their login information if they already have. And the last one is bonus content. So the bonus content can technically come out in sticking points as well, or it can just be straight up bonuses. So for example, I, you know, talk about EZS offers in Love Your List. I could potentially have, you know, like the offer optimizer or something. It can be like a bonus less video lesson that people might not know about. I can, you know, create them an extra PDF or something that's a little bit more timely. So you can go ahead and always offer some bonus content that you don't talk about on your course. Whether you want to store on your course platform or it's just something that you want to put in email, just additional additional tips and tricks to help your people get success. So there you have it, guys. That's the 10 logistics, release schedule, red carpet emails, community builders, sticking points, student successes, check-ins, surveys, requests for testimonials, affiliate asks, and any type of bonus content to really make them feel awesome. And I realize that this can be a special bonus one as well. So this can be 11 or bonus content. If you have a couple of different offers that you think feed really well into each other, why not pull something from there and give it to them as bonus? So, and I've been debating about doing this for, you know, trialing for traffic and the email marketing fair. It's like, how can I cross pollinate those? How can I get people more interested in love your list? So consider how can you pull out a little piece of different products and give that away as a bonus a couple of weeks after they've signed up. So, these are some fun things that I'm playing with as I am rebuilding my buyer sequences. And if you have some buyer sequences, why don't you go ahead and see if they need a little polishing up? Again, I think that as long as you have at least three emails besides the logic one, like the logistical one, I think that you'll be okay. I just wanted to give you a wide variety of things that you can include when creating your buyers series. And that is it for today, guys. I promise next week we'll talk about single opt-ins, double opt-ins, which one's best, and what the heck are they? 
Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.